Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and you are about to get a Challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies Episode 10 recap. But before you do, I have to give a disclaimer. My microphone, my computer, or Skype malfunctioned during the recording. Out of nowhere, my voice changed to be super deep to a level that I cannot replicate as a human. It does not sound that terrible, but it sounds ridiculous compared to my voice currently. I don't know what happened. We got to invest in better uh, equipment, and I'm just sorry it happens, but it's just a disclaimer. In the first 15 minutes, my voice goes to a deeper level, and then out of nowhere, it goes back to normal as it is right now. So if you don't like the way my voice sounds in the first 15 minutes, just skip ahead to the daily challenge portion at the 16-minute portion. I think we had a really good, funny episode, a good podcast, and I hope you enjoy our show. Have a great day. To Caffeine Confessionals, we are here to talk about the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, Episode 10. Uh, my name is Alan Aguirre. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? And the lovely Canadian, Miss Nikki Sin. Hello, hello, hello. And last week, we loved the episode. And this week, I'm going to be honest, wasn't as good as last week, but was still a pretty damn good episode that was really well edited. We had a good elimination. There was suspense built into every moment and some twists thrown in. I enjoyed the episode a lot. How are you guys feeling? You know, last week was pretty stellar, and I feel like this, this kept on the same track. Maybe maybe a step down just a bit, but I really liked the episode. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was as good as last week. Um but I was definitely looking forward to it, given the you know the the cliffhanger at the end. So I think it I think it was really well done. There was a general cohesiveness to the edit of this show that we generally just don't get with the challenge, and it led to good suspense when it came to who's getting voted into elimination. What are the new teams? Who is, like what is going to happen once you get into the elimination arena? What happens after? And because of that, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that we already knew was coming. And I think that was a big part of it. And we're going to jump right into the edit with the house and life portion episode part, portion of the episode. Uh, we see Priscilla talking about her family at home, her mother, why she's here to play the game. And my God, it really tore my heartstrings because you could just see how much she cares about her family and why she's competing. Yeah, it's too early to claim rookie of the year because there's, you know, several rookies still in the game that who knows what's going to happen. But so far this season, Priscilla has been my favorite rookie. She's gone against my fave even, but just the way she plays, her story, the way she carries herself, I'm loving me some Priscilla. Yeah, she's really, in the first few episodes, I was like, okay, so we're just not really going to hear from her ever um but she that that story really it it tore at my heartstrings it reminded me of like when big t told her the story of like herself and i was just like oh the, the brits and their fam i love it yeah i mean priscilla i was explaining to my friend like i don't know if she's the best reality tv character for the challenge but she's one of my favorite human beings i've ever seen on tv she just carries herself with such power She's just gracious. I mean, she's she's gorgeous and everything about her, I'm into it. But yeah, it MTV really made us care about these competitors by showing just the pictures of her and her mom from home. And it's just those little details, the stuff they're using from Survivor 41, where they're making us, you know, really care about them, giving us insight into them. And then right after we see Amanda's phone call with her son Avoni and one of her best friends, and Amanda, who 
you know, we know her as the girl who lives for the drama. She's just tearing up because she misses her son so much and she cares about him. Yeah, that segment, you know, her friend Lindsay's very annoying on social media. I have to get that out there. But how amazing that Amanda has a – yeah, sorry. She knows it. <laughs> she, she could watch this and wouldn't care. She says it all the time on Amanda's lives. I'm not I'm glad Amanda, I'm glad Amanda has a friend like that. And see Giovanni, I'm like, he's he's made his challenge debut. I love Amanda. Uh, I feel like the three of us really like Amanda. There are the Amanda haters who are like, she should be at home with her kids. She should be – the double standard is just out of this world. People don't say that about CT. People don't say that about Corey. People don't say that about anybody other than typically the women and specifically Amanda. So it was a nice introspective moment for the people at home to see, you know, the baby's taken care of. He's well fed. He's in a good place. Amanda's doing this for the right reasons. And seeing her cry, she's not the type to cry. It was very touching. I really liked because we don't often get to see the like video chats between competitors and, you know, their people back home unless they're getting cheated on or they're fighting with their significant other. So, no, but honestly, it was like so nice to see. Such a genuine moment. Yeah, well, getting cheated on, you know. (laughs) Um, No, it was just such a, like, loving, genuine moment. Ivani's so cute. Oh, my God, that kid is so cute. (laughs) I I hate kids. Um, I I also want to note (laughs) Bettina's little segment. So, just like I've been mishearing Ashley say the word agents. I thought she was saying Asians for some. I just kept mishearing it. Um, every time Bettina said she was a small town girl, I thought she kept saying small time. I wasn't super sure what she meant by that. Then I'm like, oh, she comes from a small town. Okay. <laughs> just want to laugh at myself there. Yeah. She's like, I'm a small town girl. Any small town girl can do this. I'm like, can do what? <laughs> Get on the challenge? <laughs> Ashley's proven that. Many others have proven that. Like, maybe we should have some higher aspirations, maybe. I mean, small town from a Swede, I mean, from a foreign country. To come on, you know, American TV and then be, I mean, it, it is a bigger stretch than like wh- how she feels versus how we feel. Because to us, like, you know, there's a lot of small town people in America, but really to be plucked from, I don't know, Swedish town, like, I'm going to have to look up how many people that live in our town, like, I think like 3,000, 4,000, and then end up on American reality TV. I mean, that's probably the dream that anyone has. I mean, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I thought she was saying she was a small girl, like, but like small in height. And I was That's, like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, you're not that you're not that tall. You're not that big. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was another scene where we we now instantly care more about Bettina. And Ashley also gets these moments throughout the episode, too, where she's talking about, you know, how it's been difficult acclimating to the challenge since her second win. How she doesn't feel like she has friends, how people don't trust her and how she needs to prove that, you know, she still wants to win. And one of my favorite parts about it, too. Is that in a like in a two minute segment? She had three different wardrobes in her confessionals. <laughs> I picked up on that. I'm like, yeah, she just kept talking about this and talking about this and talking about this. While I love Ashley, I like to play fair. It's like, is this really that big of a struggle? You've won one million one hundred twenty one thousand five hundred dollars and twenty one cents on this show. You know, this isn't like this big heartbreaking thing. However, I, as one of her biggest fans can see that struggle. And I'm happy that this season things seem like they're falling in line for her. She's got the friend. She's got these other things. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But she's out $500 from that gift card. 
you know, gotta make that back. Totally kidding. Um, but pr- I feel like in confessionals, it's pretty obvious that like production like eggs you on to get you to talk about certain things. They'll ask you a question, and you have to respond with like the question in the answer. Um, sort you know, like an interview, a job interview. Um, but it's just do the producers ask that often? They're like, but what's it like to be a two time winner? And like, how are your finances lately? <laughs> Also, Honestly, do you have any other tops that don't have sleeves on the shoulder? <laughs> They're like, put them on. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I feel like that might be one of the only things they do ask her because it feels like the thread is always put on Ashley, the two-time champ, not the other multi-champ in the house. Yeah, but I digress. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, that's the interesting point. Look, but I do want to note, like, in terms of vulnerability, Ashley – she kind of poured her heart out for how much she appreciates Amanda all throughout the episode. And she was in tears like, this is like my real friend. This is one of the only people that genuinely cares about me in this house. Like, yeah, I have, like I, I make people laugh. I make social connections. But this person, like, I, like, I'm lucky that she loves me because she has like this whole life on her own. But she still came back and we're like an unbreakable bond. Because there are a lot of people who say like, oh, Amanda, you threw yourself on the sword for Ashley and she doesn't care about you. No, Ashley cares about Amanda a ton, as you can see from this episode. Yeah, I agree. I was happy to see those moments, which people will say it's just talk. But I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But later in the episode, she tells Amanda multiple times, I would rather me go this week if it means you stay another week. I would rather this happen if it means that you get the benefit. I think Ashley's heard the criticism. She's very active on social media, even if she's just lurking. She knows what people have said. And she's like, you know what? I want to win for sure, but I'm not going to do it at the expense of my friend, Amanda. And it's, again, another double standard where they're like, well, Amanda, you know, put herself on the line and then Ashley didn't even seem to care. Okay, what if Nelson did that? Nelson was like, Corey, my boy, I'm going down for you. Yeah, and Nelson was championed. (laughs) We got like half Not like an actual champion, but yeah. (laughs) But like... (laughs) <laughs> the, the double standards on the show are just obscene they irritate me especially in the fandom i see you challenge dan twitter and i i do think from an editing standpoint i want to say that like highlighting bettina this way highlighting priscilla this way highlighting amanda nash this way it made you think like well which one of them's going into elimination because usually they forecast it really easily with two people but they had decoys in there that made us like care more about each person in a good way and I love that. They should they should do more of this every episode rather than us like, you know, throwing in some fake drama right before the liberation that we might bite on, but we're not actually going to. I never do. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. I want more of that. I want more vagueness as far as, yeah, the elimination, because typically it's like they're side by side. The camera pans from one to the next. Oh, they've got 84 confessionals this episode. <laughs> they name the episode after them. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you're like this I, episode's name goodbye casey what's going on what yeah, like, season, <laughs> that was the title of every single episode like, i'm pretty sure this is correct there was a scene yeah. with the title of every episode was like goodbye so and so no that's the, the duel it's uh, goodbye casey is the name of the episode i'm like oh, so okay. long nehemiah i'm just i'm <laughs> never ever in my life will i go to see like a slasher movie or like a a, a murder mystery anything with challenged editors <laughs> just sit down like he did it <laughs> it's like we still got an hour and a half left. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting killed. 
I haven't. It hasn't even started yet. No, you see the actor behind the curtain there. He did it. No, there's the the famous horror movie, uh, Soiling Green is People, where like in the trailer they tell you the twist of the whole movie, and <laughs> that's challenge editing. <laughs> thankfully, they did better this time. Yes, thankfully. And there is something else in the house drama life portion we need to touch on, and that is Big T and Logan are like no longer a thing, especially after Big T gives a confession with Hart saying that like she's really feeling for Logan. And Logan says, I like you as a friend, but no more cuddling because I don't feel that way about you. Literally says adios, and he just walks out on her. And boy, oh boy, what are your guys' thoughts? I said it last week that he was on my crap list. Because he'd made comments about, like, I like her personality, and I can overlook her looks. I'm like, what? And then this episode, I'm fine if he just wants to be friends. But, like, y'all were in bed together. Y'all were having these one-on-ones where you were, like, being very flirtatious and saying that you liked her and her company made you feel good. And then we're back to this weird, nonverbal Logan who just is a stick in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate it. Yeah, I don't like that Big T this episode, and we'll touch on this later. She got the kind of like clueless idiot edit, and I don't think that's who she is, but she definitely got that edit this episode. I feel like those clips were were filmed prior to any of this happening. You know, that's that was kind of the vibe I was getting. It was kind of like uh, like Kayla and and, and Pedo Bear on Total Madness when they would what that's a character. Uh, when they would always show, she's like, yeah, I think I love Bear. And you're like, oh, mm-mm. no, I don't know what that cha- what's in that challenge wife. <laughs> Beanie, you just calm down. I was just so mad at Logan. This whole, ooh, don't hurt her. Do- <laughs> you mean, saw what we did yeah. to CT, and he I, wasn't even romantically involved with her. At least he was forthright, though. And then, I mean, he, they should have never started hooking up in the first place. I think that's the real problem. But he cut it off before things got too serious. I don't like Logan. He's lame. He's on our, he's on, like, Logan and I have been out on this guy for, like, weeks. I mean, no, man, Luke and I, my bad. Luke and I have been out on this guy for weeks. Uh, And, yeah, he's just boring, man. He just takes the energy out of any room he walks in. Big T can do better. But, honestly, as much as I love Big T, I need a break from both of them. I mean, this guy's only been on one season, but, like, at this point, like, I need something to change. I need to see them with different people. Because neither is going anywhere for me right now. Yeah, I, I don't want Big T to be pigeonholed into just like the sweet, lovable person you keep around because she's funny and cute and she's just she's lovely. Uh, we saw a little bit of that, like the opposite of that this season when she was talking with the rookies about maybe perhaps we can take down the vets. But she didn't give us that. So I, I agree with you. I love Big T. But what else does Big T have to offer? I'm I'm kind of. Not that I'm wishing injury upon a person, but <laughs> hear me out. Please don't, please don't click pause or like go to get something to drink right now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get canceled. Um, Logan sort of is sort of getting the edit like Nam did where he's like, oh, my back really hurts. I sort of hurt my back where he was like, oh, and then my leg really started to hurt. And, you know, Corey sort of like makes a comment at one point where he's like, yeah, you, you like got to rest up. I'm like, are you getting medically DQ'd? Um, is... Is Karma Chameleon going to play? So the, the the Nom edit from last season where like, oh, Nom's like, oh, my back, oh, my back, you know, type stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, but 
I really don't want Logan to get injured because then people will sympathize with him and they'll want him to come back. I want him to lose like the jabroni he is. I mean, he almost lost to Gabo in a puzzle. So like this guy stinks. Get it, just get him out of here. I'm 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 out. I'm I'm done with him. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on like I don't know, backs on the beach or like uh, too hot to handle or something. No, put him at like the discount checkout line. I don't. I don't want to see him on my TV. I said X on the beach, right? Mickey, <laughs> <laughs> he would be boring on X on the Sorry, beach. Sorry, well. X on the peak. We'll go with that one. Yeah, canceled. <laughs> okay, great cast. Terrible season. Just saying. If I wanted to see people in the snow, I'd look out my window. <laughs> So we gotta we gotta move on into the twist portion because Corey and Bettina won the elimination last week, but we're not able to pick new partners, and we find out the aftermath of what is going on in the game now. Switching into the twist portion, and switching into the twist portion, TJ tells all the players they are no longer playing in pairs, and a lot of the players are happy because they feel confident in themselves as individuals, especially the vets, because this means they can target the rookies even harder. Priscilla is upset because she's like, well. There goes my idea of having a vet to maybe keep me out from being the house vote. And yeah, but then TJ tells them they'll be competing in a daily challenge where they will run to a bunch of rubble, find sledgehammers under the rubble, then race off to a checkpoint that has a maximum of six players each, three different types of checkpoints, varying in difficulty. Once you solve that checkpoint, you get a jewel, and then you can run to a finish line where you will find out what's going to happen. Uh, there were, I don't know, a lot of issues with this. I mean, there weren't a lot of issues with the Daily Challenge, but there was one where you had to scratch a board with paint with your fingernails, and that was easily the worst one. I was getting nauseous over the thought of my fingernails being cut up and my hands being cut up by the paint, and I was just, I was really grossed out by that. I need to talk about that first. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't love that. I, I just... I don't know. I I zoned out a lot during the daily, this daily portion, just because I didn't really care because the expectations weren't exactly clear. I mean, I I know that they were taking a gym somewhere, but like in my head, I'm like, that's it. Like we're not getting any more rules, which I know we got them later, but at least for this portion, I, it was like, I was waiting for the next part to get there. I, I hated the scratch off one. It one looked difficult and irritating. uh, So I didn't love that. And the the gem was comically large. Like, I thought it was going to be like a bag or something that was going to look like a bag of gem. No, it's about the size of my head. I I love how comically large they are. Just I, Nelson I, holding one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, that's something I, I don't I don't actually hate. Uh, and the reason I don't mention the other two games, because one is more physical and one was more mental math. Um, but they were boring. Basically, you get the gems, and the first person to finish then picks a team. There are three colors, uh, sapphire, emerald, and ruby. Which you got to say, emerald looks like turquoise. That didn't look very emerald. Yeah, I agree. I was like, two shades of blue, huh? <laughs> very Pokemon. Which I'm like, I get you're all trying to do all gems, but, uh, you know... Just give us something that looks a little bit more on the on the, you know, the green side of Emerald. Um, Nelson is the first person to finish, and as I mentioned last week, Nelson has a forty three daily challenge loss streak. You could tell he thought he was finally going to break that streak and win a daily challenge. 
for the first time in over three years. And then he finds out you're just picking a new team. Snap. <laughs> and even worse, because he's the first person, he doesn't really like he doesn't get to figure out who his partners could be. He just stands there and waits. And if anything, Nelson should have just waited for other people to pick a team. But, you know, that's part of the game. I mean, that that, that that's that's just that's just Nelson's luck. Yeah, I, and Nelson's just always so zealous that he probably really was just like, okay, let me put the let me put the gym in. I don't know what my mindset would have been had I gotten there first because I don't know what they were told behind the scenes. But under the assumption they were told nothing except for, okay, you're here, pick a color. He really has no other option but to just do it. Um, I might be jumping ahead of ourselves. The only person that really like caught on, like, oh, I should wait, was Ed. Didn't Ed come in second? Yeah, Agent Ed got it. He understood it immediately. <laughs> he he money it. He understood the assignment. Uh, the poor guy, though, because Nelson's like, yeah, yeah, come on my team. And Ed's like, uh, I, I just kind of want to see what else is here. It's like, so you, you want to make plans with me, but you don't want to say yes because you want to see if there's anything better. And that's, that's what I was gathering from that. Yeah, and that's a little offensive to Nelson, but I don't think Nelson is – I'm not saying he's dumb, but Nelson doesn't think socially like that to be like, oh, this is an insult. Yeah. I'll say he's dumb. Uh, <laughs> he did get – I mean, he did get the scene where he, he goes onto one knee, puts the gem into the gods, and he and he, he, he calls – you know, to the spies, lies, and allies, gods. Like, <laughs> I mean, at least he knows that that'll be a gift or a moment. Good, for, good for him with that. I think Josh might have been the second person, and Ed was like right next to him, uh, right by. Um, <clears throat> people just start picking their teams based on who their friends are. Uh, Josh, Devin, and Emmanuel become a pair, and I think that's the weakest group of three guys. But because Casey is friends with Josh, she goes over with that team. Nani sees Casey. She's like, well, I'm staying with my girl. Tori sees Casey, Josh, and Devin, and they all stick together. So the Emerald team is Emmanuel, Josh, Casey, Devin, Tori, and Nani, which three very strong girls, three decent men. I mean, I think Emmanuel is very talented, and Devin is smart. Josh is a goof. Forever the goof. His jersey should just say goof. Bananas can say bananas. His can say goof. Yes. Fully agree. That team scares me. Because um, like, they have a lot of like casual faves. And I always talk about okay. riggery on here. Okay. So I'll just talk about it again. Like if production's ever going to rig for a team, like why not do it for the casual favorites? But I, again, digress. Uh, at least it's not, not Corey's team. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Co- well, we'll get into Corey's team in a second. Uh, the blue team, which is like my brand, it, it, it's such an amazing team. Uh, Nelson, Ed, and then CT comes to a choice between uh, Corey's team and then the Nelson and Ed group. And he sees them. He's all like, well, look, those guys, they're kind of idiots, but they're really strong. They're really athletic. If I can be the smart guy and they could be the muscle and just be, you know, the work dogs, I'll take them. They look like they'll be good for me. And he goes with that team. Ashley, she picks a team and she sees CT. She's like, well, that's a good team. I'm going to go with CT. Amanda sees Ashley and Nelson. She also didn't have a choice, but boom, they're a team. And then Bettina's the last girl. And 
I think that they have the three smartest girls on their team and then three workhorse guys. So when you compare it to the green team, where I think they have like the three physically strongest females, it's a good dichotomy. Yeah, maybe too much credit for Nani, which we all agree. But when you said that team is your brand, it is also my brand. I was watching it. I was like, I know. When I saw Ashley, Amanda, Bettina, I was like, Alan is having himself a day. <laughs> he is loving this. <laughs> As was I. And and honestly, CT made a great decision. Like, yes. Okay. Nelson's dumb. Nikki said it. I'll say it. Nelson's dumb. Ed isn't actually dumb. And I know that like he was just trying to group the two together. But Ed is smart as crap. So that was the perfect move for CT. And as much as we do like Patina, I feel like if we could have like maybe snuck her out for maybe a powerhouse girl, that would be the best team for sure. Um, but I'm not discrediting her because she proved herself last week and weeks previous. I This has nothing to do from a competition standpoint. I would get drunk with this team as often as possible. They would be so fun. It's like a like a cracked out Brady Bunch. I love it. I, I I love this team so much. I'm sorry. I really do. I, I And CT has a lot of respect for Nelson that other people don't because he knows Nelson almost beat him in a final. Uh, maybe he actually did beat him in a final. You know, we know. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a good bunch. And I'm like, in a final, this is my team. I think this team is way more prepared for a final than the other team, even, you know, though they look physically stronger. And then we go to the mess of a red team. In which it is uh, Corey, Logan, who has one good ankle now, uh, <laughs> and Kyle, who was forced to join the team because he was one of the last guys. Uh, you have Priscilla, who everyone is targeting as a rookie. Emmy, who joined the team because someone said, hey, Emmy, join this team. And she just put down the gem without even thinking. Didn't even see Emmanuel. On the other side, she she didn't even consider it. She just listened to someone and did it. And then they got Big T, which we all love Big T, but I think she's probably the ninth best player left in this game out of the, on the female side. A few thoughts about this team. It it was it was very wise whenever Corey showed up and Nelson was like, "Don't join my team. I know you want to win with your person, but they don't know what the next few weeks are going to look like." And with Corey's name on the chopping block, that probably was a smart idea to spread thin where their power or alliance goes. Emmy, I'm not going to hate on her that much. But, like, you know, and I could be wrong about, like, what team still had placements and stuff, but she could have very easily joined the team with Tori and Casey because I don't think Nani was there yet, been with her ally, and not joined another rookie girl in Priscilla because that team automatically has two rookie girls to call it sexism, call it what you want, but you're going to see the girls as weaker. And then Big T, again, getting the dumbass edit. I'm sorry, I love her. But when CT's like, join that team, join that team. And she's like, is he looking out for me or does he just not want me on his team? It's like, Big <laughs> T, you have seen this before. You, like, my character is very shitty, I guess, or excuse my language, my character is very bad. <laughs> like, if CT had done that to me on a season previous, I don't care if we made up, I don't care if we're besties now, I don't care any of that. I would not say, hmm, I'm joining CT's team, because the first option he can get to get me off his team, he's going to take it. You saw it last season. Just was bizarre to me. But then in the same sense, why would she not join CT's team? Because it was so big. 
uh, I don't know that that the red team is clearly the worst. It's the, sorry, the ruby cell. Sorry, the, they're really the trying to make oh, cell happen. Oh god! Oh, um, I forgot about that. They call yeah. the team cells. They're not calling. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> I know to make it worse. Yeah. You thought the title of the show was bad. <laughs> Wait till you see what we do later. <laughs> I want to jump in real quick before I forget because I saw this on Twitter and I think it's a great, 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 great piece of information. During the elimination last week, the puzzle created the symbol they used for cutthroat. So I love that that was subtle foreshadowing into this week. We've just spoken about our three teams having combined. Like, here we are. It's a nod to cutthroat. <laughs> I, I my mind just got exploded right now because I, I little Easter egg there. Yeah, that, that's thank ooh, you. That's awesome. Thank you. That I I, yeah. I feel better knowing that. And I want to and I want to back on your comment on Big T because I was like I completely forgot about that. That she was like I wonder why CT's saying that. And I was just like, oh, I was shaking my head while I was watching, and I it just I feel bad for her. And man, Emmy really is just the most gullible person on this show. I mean, she's physically strong, but man, she. She just did something without even thinking about it. She just she just heard someone say something and did it. Well, I, Go I'm going to defend her. Here's what I think may have happened. This is a possibility. It's the realm of, in the realm of possibility. One, you're sweating from doing all that work hmm. or doing a minimal amount of work. You show up. It's hot. You it's not like TJ was like, okay, so when you get like, after you, you get over there, um, you're then going to be choosing like what team you're on. She may have thought like, Oh, I just don't want to be in last place. That's fair. That seems like that's in her realm of uh, thought process. I hate that. It's also in mine. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I saw a note on the topic of Emmy. She's been a little absent the past couple episodes. You know, we were getting lots of Emmy confessionals, lots of Emmy moments. This one, it was just some really strange confessionals that seemed forced. And that's not me hating. That's just an observation. Last week, too, she had zero confessionals. I would like to uh, start a petition. Uh, there's one scene uh, not related to, like, right before the Daily Challenge where Priscilla is doing Big T's hair. And I'd like to sign, I'd like to create a petition where Priscilla also does Emmy's hair. Um, I can't deal with these Monica on that episode of Friends with the beads in her hair, the I like I get it. White girls, we all do that at night. We want the big curls in your hair. Don't let people see it. Don't let people see it. Yeah, she's just she's Nikki's fave. I'll tell you, I'll say that. Yep. And not my fave. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna stop talking about Nikki's favorite right now. We're gonna move into the daily challenge portion real quick. Uh the players had to compete as a team. They had to smash some rubble. Um and then they had to fill up a crate with uh, the rubble to bring down a box. And it is basically the same elimination that Jenna and Tori played on uh, in Total Madness, except in a big team setting. The blue team was working very efficiently in this challenge as a team with Amanda running all the rubble to Ashley as all the men squashed away. The red team, just a mess. Just an absolute mess. Emmy was not even using the cinder block at one, like not even using the sledgehammer at one point. She was just trying to throw the cinder block. Like, Emmy, I think you're pretty strong. I don't think you're that strong. The green team with Devin's leadership ends up pulling out the win because he figures out like, hey, let's just make this thing heavy and bring it down so that way all of our hands could put rubble in because 12 hands is better than two. 
And the daily challenge win goes to Devin, in my opinion, because he came up with the strategy that wins and even CT, you know, tipped his hat to him. So this Emerald team, which I was sleeping on earlier, uh, they get the daily challenge win. And it's not because they're strong females, but because Devin came up with the strategy, someone who I think we'd rank at the bottom of the milk petter list. So good stuff, Devin. Yeah, I feel like CT's compliment was a little backhanded just because he lost. But still, you got to give it to Devin. That was smart. And another thing about me, I'm a hypocrite. I was so mad. I'm like, that's not right. But if it had been the blue team, I would have been like, oh, yeah, they're so smart. So props to Devin. He won it for the Sapphire team. I did think. Emerald. 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 Sorry. See, I don't know what gems are. <laughs> it's not Ruby. Green, that's all we the know. green team. I definitely <laughs> thought that because the win was so quick um, and they like get over to TJ, I'm like, okay, TJ's going to tell them like, okay, you guys finished first, but you were supposed to do this. I was like, okay. And then he's like, Emerald team wins. I'm like, no. All right. Screw my I'm theory. Glad, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they got it over with fast because I was wondering like, how are we going to get to the elimination this episode? And thank God we got this daily challenge out of the way fast. I also love the three team daily challenges because you don't have to wait for everyone to go. You can just see it happening as it's happening, and you can understand the urgency of the moment. Uh, green team wins. They find out they will be safe at elimination, and they will be the they will be the agency, uh, and they will be the household as well. So they'll be voting in one person into elimination, specifically a female. And what do you guys think of like this twist when it comes to the voting? Because now everyone doesn't have a household anymore. The pair, the pairs have gotten stale. So while I don't like just those six people in the house having the power to vote people in, it incentivizes completely. Aside from just the safety, you want to win the daily so you can vote in who you want to go out. Yeah, the thing that I like about it um, is that because it's just the six people, it's not a lot of guessing on who voted for who. So it's not like, you know, a rogue vote or just like a throw out vote burn vote isn't isn't really in the cards for it because it, it would be incredibly stupid to do that um i am gonna miss being able to uh find out who voted for who where someone just looks over someone's shoulder i think that's that's hilarious i'm sorry <laughs> like <laughs> you had to know that would happen one thousand percent if you're looking at your phone and you're in front of me chances are i'm probably just gonna at least take a peek <laughs> I'm shocked there haven't been more like whoever's the first person to show up on the tablet just getting votes because they're just too lazy to scroll over. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. But, uh, yeah, uh, I I like power votes because I I don't like when everyone gets a vote because it leads to more sheepish behavior where people aren't willing to make a move. Uh, It's allowed a lot of floaters like Josh and Kyle in these recent seasons just to go on by because people are too afraid to actually play the game. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what the, what happens with this. And we're going to jump into more strategy talk right now in the strategy, gameplay, politics, deliberation portion. And switching into the politics and gameplay portion, we see the Emerald team, who just won the Daily Challenge, talking through who they should vote in. Someone throws out the name Emmy, saying that, you know, she's a strong fiscal competitor, but then Emmanuel just, you know, drops out the idea. It's like, well... Emmy will do anything she's, we say. She won't go against us. She's gullible. And in a team like this where they are, you know, there is no leader, she can become erratic. And then she becomes a detriment to their team. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about this? It was hilarious just how flippantly they, they said Emmy's name as if Emmanuel weren't sitting there. Because you can't tell me if you had said any other person's number one that it wouldn't have just been absolute chaos. But Emmy wouldn't be the worst person to throw, throw down there. She's a strong female. But Emmanuel gives a great case for her. Emmanuel does, obviously, I talk great about the Romanians for some reason, because um, he's beautiful. But he does a great job, like, rationalizing why it doesn't make sense to take out his number one. Also, he makes this whole point, and Tori's like, okay, I guess I'll I'll just shut up now. You're right. Not a very good idea. Pulls out his just jade roller, and is like, mm-hmm, skincare. <laughs> I, I love it though because he's like yeah Emmy's terrible like let, let, let's keep her in the game yeah like, that's like that Oof. I mean that's uh it's not the best wingman type behavior but it worked for Emmy because you know she's not going to be the vote now uh maybe in reverse psychology yeah I mean it comes down to two people though uh Ashley because they see Ashley as a massive threat and this has been Ashley's fear of the entire game um Casey and some people want to make that play, but Tori is kind of too terrified. And I'm disappointed by Tori because even though, like, I don't want to see Ashley get targeted from a reality TV standpoint, that's something I want to see Tori do because, like, finally make a play. Don't be terrified. Yeah, you know I'm going to have an opinion on this. I cannot stand the notion of not giving Ashley credit. And I'm going to hate on Nani for a second, and I love Nani. But Nani's saying, we know how Ashley plays. Ashley's a snake. Ashley's this, that, the other. This storyline is so tired, and it's not even true. We saw last week in the deliberation, who was Ashley Snake besides Hunter? Who treated her horribly? That's not called snaking. That's just called a reaction. That's called a consequence. So that really irritated me because all season long, Nani's been pro-Ashley, and I get there on opposite teams. And she does say it later in the episode, but she should have said it now. Ashley's a good competitor. I don't want her in the game. Call it that. I did like, like Alan said, that Tori said, yeah, I don't want to see her in a final. However, do something big, Tori. Like, don't be sheepish. Make make some sort of move other than on Kels or Emmanuel. Make, do something. Go all in. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, MTV's, you know, put took the rest of their budget from turtlenecks and bombs and veneers so they could pay you and Anissa to do the most, do something. Do something memorable. Go big or go home. I, I, I do I do want to note that uh, Nani still blames Ashley for getting Turbo banned for his thing with Jordan because apparently Turbo isn't a grown man who can't, you know, keep his emotions down and can't threaten to, you know, attack another person. So she blames Ashley for that, which is unfair to Ashley because Turbo's a grown man. He should be able to deal with that in his own you know, Spectre. But yeah, they, they're, there's always been beef between the two. I mean, when I interviewed Ashley, the, there's some backhanded comp, I mean, some like statement she said where she wasn't saying nice specifically, but it's almost like she was, you know, directing it at her. And Nani's had comments like this where it's like, we can't trust Ashley. And they're just two people that don't mesh. And that hurts Luke's heart because he loves Nani and Ashley. Pretty bad. You're right. <laughs> but weren't they like getting I, along really well at the beginning? That's of the what season? I was going to say. I'm so biased, but my bias is accurate in this instance. This season specifically, they let bygones be bygones. We had that great scene in the like introduction episode, whatever that's called, episode zero, where Nani says, okay, no BS this time. Like, you are my girls, Ashley and Amanda, like, we've got this. And to this point, it has been there until now. And I'm glad, Alan, you did bring up that thing about Turbo because that helps me justify it a little bit better. 
But it's also, as you said, a case of let's blame the woman for the man's actions. Turbo, as we can all see, uh, just makes terrible choices. I saw that that hot tub he was in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, But I do want to say, like, the big thing in that equation is Amanda. She's the big thing that connected them. So, like, Nani says that when things are good and things are well, but things go bad, those previous battle scars, they become reopened. They... (laughs) <laughs> they're going at each other, man. Like they're they're werewolves seeing the moonlight, and this isn't. Yeah, it's just there's a lot going on there. I mean, Amanda. Yeah, yeah. She had flashbacks for the worlds too, where Ashley got lost and still beat her in a puzzle. Oh, I'm, I'm done. Stinger, Sorry. stinger. Uh, <laughs> ooh, baby. All right. So, yeah. Moving on from Ashley, the other option is Priscilla because she's a rookie and because she broke up the veteran truce and because. They view her as the strongest player on the Ruby team, which is probably right on the female side. Uh, Priscilla's game plan is she's going to know Ashley as a champion, someone who's beat them in finals. She has never gone to a final and she's already been into elimination. So why should she go into elimination again? When she says that at the deliberation, Ashley's like, that's hilarious because we're vets. We've all been into many eliminations just because you've been into one doesn't give you the chance to. Not being in it again. I mean, Emmy's already been in two this season. Uh, yeah, Priscilla, I view as a scapegoat in the situation. While she is a phenomenal rookie, bias aside, Ashley should be the clear target. Uh, she she does try to paint a great picture of what should happen, but it's her first season. Like it's part of the game. I I think that Priscilla will learn that over time, but the whole excuse of well, I've already been down in an elimination. Okay, well, you're still competing for a million dollars. Just because you won the elimination and came back, that would give me more of a reason to be like, okay, well, this person's a strong competitor. So let's let's send you back down there. And the liberation, it's just every girl gives their plea. Emmy, right, like, literally just gives a speech where that she's like, she's written down. And it was kind of unnecessary because she wasn't even on the chopping block, but she... Bared her heart, and CT appreciated it. Uh, Big T, she's like, hey, I'm here. Um, don't put me in. Same with Bettina. They, they, are, they are off the radar right now. And what uh, one, one I do want to know is Amanda, who, I mean, she pulls the I got a kid card. <laughs> and I'm just so happy that a woman can pull, you know, the, the card that the men have been doing for so long. And when Ashley talks, you can see Nani not be happy. But when Amanda talks, you can see her smile. And I'm like, when we talk about what we were talking about earlier, that's definitely the bond there. Because, like, Amanda's like, I'm loyal. And, like, everyone's like, yeah, you are loyal. You are, like, a ride or die. Yeah, and I love Amanda's confidence. She didn't say, I would love not to go in. She said, and by the way, today's not my time. She's like, this is just a, a statement. It's out there. It's not my time. See ya. I loved that when Amanda, like, you know, played the mom card. Ashley was just, like, kind of laughing because she's like, yeah, you do it. I would have been in there been like, listen, I'm trying to get this money for my daughter, Ryder. Uh, <laughs> you know, Ryder's all of our daughter. We, we love her. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you noticed Ashley's face during that, too, because she had a smug like, God damn it, Amanda. How dare you? But also, yeah, you, you are a mother and I love you so much. Like, I wish <laughs> I thought of that. Like, I'm playing for my best friend who's a mother, <laughs> a single mother. <laughs> You got to play the cards if you got to play them. Yeah. And uh, something very cool that like I know we've been 
crapping on the emerald, sapphire, ruby thing. All the teams dressed in their team colors to the deliberation. I thought that was really cute, except Kyle, because he's an ass, and he dressed in green. And it wasn't funny. It really wasn't funny. I (laughs) thought it was funny. I thought it was played out because on World of Worlds 2, he was so anti the Brits that it was like, make a move. Jump to the U.S. side then. Uh, so Kyle, Kyle needs to take care of that baby for a season. I'm going to let the reverse sexism happen right now. <laughs> Kyle needs to take care of that baby. I, yeah, I just watched him be a bad partner to Amanda for nine weeks, and then I just see him be a bad teammate. It's getting old. It's getting stale. So that's my thing. I mean, I love Kyle, but he's getting stale. Um, and the lighting in the confessionals with the red, the blue, and the green. And I'm just like, ah, this is this is just different. Uh, I don't want this to be permanent, but I like it. I like it for now. It's like it's different and I, and in a good way. Do do we think they're going to get different jerseys? No, and I, we'll talk about why later. I'll just say it right now. Okay. They get they get colored arm sleeves in the challenges, which is much way way lamer. Um, and also because. You know, we might see some team switching, but I just want to get that out of the way now. Uh, the 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 six players they make their house vote. Uh, it is Priscilla going into elimination, and Priscilla quickly says, "Well, at least I look hot in my in my in my video right there," which is great. I meant great confidence. Uh, Correct. Yeah, <laughs> um, they were too afraid to make the move after Ashley, as it would you know be a more volatile play. Uh, they go to the actual elimination arena. Priscilla is told she can pick anyone that's not the agency for elimination. And so she's going after a bet because she's been swinging big this whole game. She has two options, Ashley or Amanda. Ashley has been, you know, her antagonist this game so far. They did not pick to be on the same team for that reason. Um, she picks Ashley for elimination. She swings big. And right before she, like, goes to pick her opponent, my favorite thing is, out of all the people, Ashley put her arms on her uh, hips into a power pose to be like, don't pick me type stuff. Still got picked, but then she, you know, she cracked a smile. She was like, all right, you've been, yeah, at least you've been consistent this whole game. As the Ashley stan, <laughs> I was happy she did not have a freak out. Because that's been the trend with her whenever she's gone into eliminations in previous seasons recently. She accepted it. She made the comment, I don't want it to be Amanda. So she knew it was happening. She she took it with grace. I feel like both both of the, the competitors that went into the, the lair. Just the sportsman sportswomanship, amazing. And it's it just was, the trans yeah. Sorry, it was the just tra- so it was so classy. The transparency is I think what Ashley appreciates, whereas like other people have been like lying behind her back and stuff like that. Priscilla's been up front with her the entire time and it's kind of what i mentioned a couple weeks ago like actually being like saying that thing in deliberation like don't pick a rookie it's come back to bite her in this way which she obviously kicked ass but yeah if she had not said that maybe she isn't in this elimination um well i just want priscilla didn't pick a rookie this time she picked a vet (laughs) (laughs) so careful what you wish for yeah uh and that's moving us next into our elimination portion. Moving into the elimination portion, we know it's Priscilla versus Ashley. In the game they'll be playing, they have to dig tires out of the sand. They then must put the tires on a totem pole. Um, from there, once they get all eight tires dug out of the sand, they must then memorize a color pattern that is uh, 
behind them at, at some point. Once they memorize that pattern, they have to reorganize the color tires in the right order. And the first person to do so wins the elimination. Uh, Ashley absolutely murders this elimination. There's no other way to put it. She figures out the strategy really quickly and just kind of rolls from there. Love that woman, as you can tell if you're still listening. I love her so much. All I could think about, though, as she was dominating was, what are the odds that you got it right without even going to the lights? Like, can you imagine that scenario? You just, like, dug them up in the right order and then went back to check the lights, and TJ was like, um, actually, you're already done. But no, she was killing it. She figured out that she had to use her whole body to get that sand off. She exerted minimal energy. It was just, like, the force of her body pushing the sand, whereas poor Priscilla was doing her best but using her feet tiring herself out. I feel like both women performed like amazingly great performances on both ends. Um, Ashley's was just better. And once it got to, you know, the, the portion of getting it in order, it was nice to see some support for her. Uh, Usually it's silent. I need, I need to say, I wish there was a third person in this elimination just so I could have a better understanding of how Priscilla was doing. Because I don't think she was doing that poorly. It just actually killed it. And when someone does that well, I don't really know what the measuring stick is. Um, for what Luke was saying, for like people who care about – the people who care about like how someone won the elimination, um, Priscilla using her feet, that makes sense because you know, your legs are stronger than your arms. But Ashley was using her legs to push her arms forward and using that full body motion, like Luke was saying. So really, she was using the back of her legs to push her whole body forward and then had a greater yield of mass. Um, It's physics uh, in some way. There'd be a photo on the right hand side if you're watching the video version that portrays it really well. Um, But yeah, I mean, Ashley played it so smart because, I mean, Priscilla did the smart thing in her head, but Ashley did the vet thing. And that's the big difference. and as Nikki was saying, like when Ashley was trying to memorize the color pattern, she'd say it out loud. And then the crowd would say it back to her as a answer key slash just to be helpful. And Ashley was so happy with it. But my heart was thinking to myself, like, I feel like they're just saying it because they know she's winning the elimination and they don't want to be on her bad side. Bingo. I was so happy for her. Great moment for you. My initial thought. They know she's coming back. They don't <laughs> want her to hear them cheering for Priscilla. Like. Uh, but we'll let her live in that fantasy. I I still I still liked it. You know, I thought I thought I it was a nice to. nice wholesome moment. Um, another thing I want to note with Ashley's strategy, she using that yoga bod, using different yoga positions. You know, get those tires. Yeah, that's a that was that was a very yoga position, and she she played it perfectly. Um, she pulls out the elimination win. I mean, she asked for a check, like Luke was saying, and it's like the fire was coming up before she even figured out she had won. So good job, MTV Explosive Team. Ashley picks up an elimination win. What What is her record now? Okay, she's, she's won. This is her fourth win? It's bad. Okay, she won Rivals 3. No, she won. Dirty 30, Final Reckoning, War of the Worlds 2, this one. Uh, it's four. Then she lost on Rivals 3. She lost on... Uh, World of Worlds one, Total Madness, Double Agents, Double Agents twice, four and five. Actually, now four and five in eliminations. You saw me do the mental math. All right. <laughs> uh, I stay Pris- quiet knowing my my math skills. 
but yeah, this is a big win for her, especially, you know, she's getting closer to 500. She has two championships, but her elimination record isn't the best. Priscilla takes the L in grace. She's proud of herself. And she even says, like, I'd rather go out working hard against a champion rather than, you know, just go out bad. Uh, she is, I don't know, likable. I'd like to see Priscilla on another season. Maybe not next season, but maybe in a season or two because she is, I mean, she's just awesome. She's just in good shape. She's beautiful. Everything about her is awesome. I like her. I, I would mind seeing her on next season, but she would have to bring a level of drama uh, because she's too level-headed, which is not an issue. Like that's a phenomenal thing, but not for reality TV viewership. So I think she'll, if she's invited back, if she decides to come back, she'll figure out what what's good, what's not good. Um, I could see her being very successful in the future. I could I could see her coming back on the show. Of course, I I do fear that there's going to be a few more seasons of the challenge where it's, you know, more global agents. Just rookies that I I have to go back and watch all their shows, you know? I mean, I, I would like Pr- Priscilla to get her own cooking show and show where she does her own hair, like Nikki was saying. Because she would kill that. She's delightful. She, but She could do I, it with again, Oz and Tiffany from Big Brother 23. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I, like Luke like was saying, like I don't know if she brings the drama element. And it's it's really tough to say because we have a genuine, you know, like for her. It's just I don't know if she's perfect for the challenge itself. I, I second that. Yeah, I, like I'm sitting here thinking about like things that she could be dramatic about. I just don't see her falling out with Big T. I don't see her being vicious or rude towards a vet. Uh, I could see her hooking up. She is initially from Love Island, UK, but perhaps that wasn't her mindset this season. And while that is valiant, uh, you know, you can win some eliminations and some dailies and still uh, show us something at home. Yeah, she. It's unfortunate that for reality TV, she's gotten this like good person edit. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's tough being a good person in this world at this point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she'll be punished for for being a good person. We like you, Priscilla. Though, um, yeah. And moving on, Ashley wins the elimination, and she gets to. She's emotional. She's cheerful, and she's just so thankful for Amanda. Again, we just see that. Like, she's just so happy to be back with her friend. They are each other's emotional rocks. Um, Ashley gets to pick what team she's going to be on. She could choose the red team, the green team, or the blue team, and she chooses to stay with the blue team. And I think that's a smart choice because it keeps her with Amanda. So if they want to make a big move, they can make it together because they'll have that combined voting power. Um, whereas if she was on the other team, she could just end up on the bottom of that totem pole really quickly. And I want to point out, too, the edit is making it look so hopeful that Ashley and Amanda will win together. Like we got all these great heartfelt confessionals this episode about their friendship, their bond, how Amanda is so lovely, how Ashley will do whatever this season. And then Amanda, again, with her confidence, says, Ashley and I will be taking home the money this season. I'm like, please, 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 please. I would love that. Honestly, more so for Amanda. I loved this week's like edit for Amanda. I think it's perfect if you follow any sort of challenge drama, you know, given what occurred over the weekend uh, with old Messy Fessy. Uh, I am glad that, uh, you know, Ashley went back to Team Squirtle. 
didn't didn't choose Bulbasaur or Charmander there. I'm just gonna <laughs> it's all starter Pokemon for me in my mind. There's no cells. <laughs> there is only starter Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean I'm I'm always happy to see Amanda humanize, especially because everyone sees the drama elements so much. Uh it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Um I'm probably giving it like an eight point six out of ten or something like that. It was just another solid episode, and I hope they can keep it up. The trailer is a big one-minute mid-season trailer that I've been waiting for over the last few weeks, and I'll be doing a breakdown of it in article form probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, yeah, that's our episode of Caffeine Confessionals. Uh, make sure to follow us on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, hit the like button, the comment button. Subscribe to, I mean, follow Nikki on Twitter at the Nikki Sin Caffeine Confessionals on uh, podcast on Instagram. Follow Nuke luke at final reckoning follow me at the alan aguirre uh stay tuned guys because a lot of good stuff coming the show is getting good the season i mean it's like we're already at episode 10 and we don't hate the show that's huge let's let's horns up for amanda everyone (laughs) have a great day everyone see ya